0: Hi again everyone, welcome to NUNBDP Sports Podcast, episode number 84, I'm Tim, along with Anthony, and it is week 10 of the high school football season, and for a lot of schools this is the first week of the playoffs, as they control their own destiny to make the playoffs, some of them have already qualified and looking for seating, so, and it comes right down to it. the playoffs begin this week for a lot of schools, and we will open with our game on western reserve radio as we have the springfield tigers who are undefeated mm-hmm. at nine and zero in division six and they will be taking on the blue devils from mcdonald who are in division seven this year in region 25 so a big game for them as mcdonald controls their own destiny if they win they're in if they lose, they're going to need some help, but it looks like, just looking at the division, mm-hmm. that they should qualify win or lose. It's just a seating of where they may be uh, for those uh, top eight spots in Region 25. And by the way, Warren Kennedy is in the same scenario. They're looking to win and secure a playoff spot and also have an opportunity to get a better seating. Uh, with a win going forward and maybe some help, so that's where we begin the see, the this podcast. And uh, let me bring in my partner, Anthony.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is already week ten. It's amazing uh, that it's already here. We said back in August when we were uh, previewing this high school football season that these are the fastest ten weeks of the year, and here we are. Um, big, big, big week uh, for every valley team. Even if you're not in the playoff hunt, most of them have uh, rivalry games, so it's meaningful for them, the communities. But our game tomorrow night, Springfield trying to cap off perfection. Uh, Springfield led by the Brunguards, uh, quarterback and offensive coordinator Mark, the former head coach of Poland. Uh, so they're no they're uh they're very cousin- yeah. yes, they're very uh very well versed in success. Um, and McDonald coming in at six and three like you touched on, Tim, a win they're guaranteed in. Loss and some help probably should be enough to hang on in the A spot, I believe. Um, we all know Springfield, they're high-powered offense. They've, they've been that way for years. I like to throw a ball around a lot. McDonald, on the other hand, used to be grinded out in a phone booth in the... Uh, the wing T-type Wing T triple option attack. Now... Dan Williams wants to spread it out and go shotgun primarily. So it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night. Uh, the old grass field, not many of them have grass fields. Something about playoff football and grass fields in Ohio. I mean, it just it, it gets the juices flowing, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's going to be uh, unique. Uh, we've had, I think, just about every game you know? this year on field turf, mm-hmm. and this will be a natural uh, grass scenario. So. And it's raining outside. Might be a little
1: wet there tomorrow, huh?
0: You know, the season begins. Everyone's in shorts outside enjoying the sun as the sun is out till almost 9 o'clock at night. And 10 weeks later, the sun is down by 5. And we have snow in the forecast. It's amazing how fast it turns around in the high school football season. And if you're going to the game, dress warm. Be prepared for bad weather. Enjoy the game because it's going to be an exciting game because these two schools know each other very well, play the same conference. They, this is a huge, huge game for each team uh, for their pride level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Springfield came in this season uh, really looking to prove themselves after last year going 9-1 and and missing the playoffs. Yes. This year uh, they're 9-0 and have already clinched. They have the number one seed right now in Region 21. In Division 6, so they want to hang on to that. And not only just secure, they already have the home field secured, but they want the top seed going into the playoffs. And that will be a huge bonus for them, too. So, a big game. It should be a lot of fun. But, yeah, as you mentioned, Dan Williams used to run the, the wing tee, now runs the spread offense. They still run the ball yep. primarily out of it. It's just instead of huddling a power up, spread yeah. yeah instead of huddling up on each play they just call from the line of scrimmage and you know line up in a certain formation and maybe have a small huddles once in a while so i'm looking forward to it it should be a really entertaining game as uh, we continue on here on the podcast
1: yeah this is gonna be a lot of fun there's a lot of a lot of really big games out there in the area uh like we touched on when you touched on uh, a little bit ago a the rivalry games um Neighboring communities, old conference rivals, um, and a lot of them have playoff implications. You know, Springfield, McDonald, winning your runner, you know, winning your number one seed, and you have a home game. Um, Mooney Harding, Mooney Fitch, all right? Yes. Moody. Fitch. I can't Bournemouth, another game we're going to be keeping an eye on. There's a lot of games out there. Um, We're going to go through
0: each region here yeah. and, and talk about the ones that affect the Valley. We, uh, let me, let's me let go to Region 21 in Division 6. Springfield, as we mentioned, clinched the home game. They have the number one seed. They're 9-0, and obviously taking on McDonald on Friday night. So that's a very important game for both schools going forward. Southern uh, from Seleneville is at number six. They control their own destiny. And Brookfield at number eight control their own destiny. And Columbiana is at number seven and basically if these three teams win they're probably in West Reserve has a chance it's gonna come down to West Reserve and Columbiana yeah. uh for that that last clinch spot right now I uh, uh, Southern control their own destiny and they have Letonia who's six and three so obviously uh a game that they should win mm-hmm. and a points game for for Southern uh taking on division seven. Uh, latonia so a big game for both those schools going forward and columbiana uh, takes on unfortunately
1: yeah
0: uh winless east palestine in division six
1: it appears so it's just
0: first level points available for them and whatever second level points they gather from their own schedule throughout the season so a tough tough break there for they're the clippers need some win and a lot of help probably it, yeah. uh- they're gonna need western reserve to lose yeah. Oh, yeah. They, uh, Western Reserve takes on Mineral Ridge. Four and five. And they're five and four. Five and four. And so they're going to be big Rams fans uh, this coming week. And uh, I think Western Reserve will probably get in. Columbiana might.
1: Might miss it. Might three. just miss
0: it. Yeah. I think those two are the two teams that may flip uh, their scenarios. We'll have to wait and see, you know, how this all goes out. Southern and Brookfield should be both with wins while well, they're guaranteed in champion is going to be a spoiler. Yep. Uh champion takes on Brookfield and that it will be a huge game for both teams as camp or excuse me, champion is in division five in region 17 and that champion comes in. Let's see
1: number 10 at 7-2. Yes, two. there it is.
0: The number 10 at 7-2. and two. So, huge game for champion. They want to They want to keep their playoff hopes alive. They, they have they to win. They should
1: be in, it looks like. It, if I can break it down, if, if they beat Brookfield
0: tomorrow, they should be in. I imagine it's going to be a huge boost to them. And, yes, because if they win, if they get max win out, 15, according nine, to Joe Etel, they can get 15, almost 16 points mm-hmm. on average. Their minimum win out is 14.5. Their minimum loss out is 10.7. Their maximum loss out is 11.8. This is all according to Joe Etel. So, yes, uh, champion has a chance still to make the playoffs. They need a win. Yep. And they're going to need some help. Simple as that. Uh, South Range. Here's a game that is going to play a big role in this region. They take on Hubbard 6-3. and three. Uh, And Hubbard is playing. So South range is playing up as they're going to be doing all season long in that conference. Uh, Hubbard comes in at six and three. So they can get first level points from the division four team with a big victory. And that will move them up if they lose their max loss out is 16.3. Their max or their minimum loss out according to Joe Etel is. Fourteen point two five, and they're seven or eighth if they can hang on to that spot. So they, like I said, control their own destiny. But the other teams are right on the verge, right around that same numbers, including champion, who could sneak in and, and steal that spot away. So that's going to be good. You know, it's going to be really important for them. Whoever makes it gets to play Kirkland. Yeah. So it will be a interesting thing. That I mean, the top four teams. Coming into this region are some of the the more story schools of division five you got kirtland you got garfield you got manchester and bel-air all yep. of them playoff. all of them have huge histories in the Ohio high school athletic association playoffs so and it's gonna be interesting south range has their own uh history so that is gonna be a big big game for those uh those teams going forward
1: yeah it's uh Looking like right now, uh, South Range or champion, whatever team uh, qualifies, because it's going to be tough, I think, for both to make it. Um, however, if they do, great for our area. Uh, the, the the winner of the playoff spot between those two teams, probably more than like we'll have to see Kirtland, um, and that's become the Kirtland regional the last couple of years. It seems like Ursuline handed over to Kirtland um, in Division Five, Region 17, um, and we all know the tall task that would be for any team to face Kirtland at Kirtland. Uh, but what a job that champion has done in just two years, turning that comp- that whole program around. 0-10 a couple years ago, with a lot of negative emotion swirling the program. You know, their coach leaves midway through the year, just a bad taste in their mouth. Um, And we had them week one last year, Tim, at JFK. And we could just – we could see something was a little different about them. Um, And obviously, it would turn out to be true. They're 7-2 now this year, fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, So, uh, congratulations
0: to that program. No question about it. Moving on to the GOAT Rodeo of Ohio High School Athletic Association Regions. It's Region 13 in Division 4. The greatest – region of them all it has the most impact on the valley and it has some of the best story teams as we go forward cardinal mooney cardinals come in at number 10 at four and five with an 8.7371 average their max out is a 12.69 their minimum win out is a 12.12 their minimum or their maximum lose out is a 9.62 and minimum lose out is a nine point zero five. The lose outs they probably will not make it. Simple no. as that. The win outs they have a chance with some help. It's it's that simple. They're not out of this. It is a. It will take a lot for them to get in. I just not sure they'll make it. They're going to need some other teams to fall, and they're going to need some help. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the numbers. The team that has the potential to fall out and be replaced by Cardinal Mooney is none other than Starr, Or excuse me, Gerard Struthers. Struthers. Yeah, looking at the numbers, Struthers is the only one they can replace. And Struthers, unfortunately, they
1: had a tough loss last week, didn't well, they?
0: Well, more than more importantly, yes, they lost to the South Range, which was a big loss to them. However, this week they have Poland.
1: Poland's playing some of the best football in the area.
0: Now let's go to this region, top eight. The top four teams have clinched a home game. Or top three have clinched a home game. Top four have clinched a playoff spot. The Perry Pirates, 9-0, traditionally top on this region for the last few years. Uh, They are at 24.15. Winterville's Indian Creek is at 20.44. And Poland Seminary is at 20.43. All three have clinched home games. Now it's just a matter of seating of how that will go. Probably Perry will hold on to the number one. Indian Creek and in Poland could switch positions uh, under circumstances. scenarios. Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy has clinched a playoff spot there at 18.02. Hubbard controls their own destiny. Hubbard takes on South Range. That's why that game is huge. Mm-hmm. Both teams control their own destiny. The winner is going to have a huge advantage going forward. So Hubbard uh, and South Range game has big impl- incompletions, or has big implications. Implications, excuse me. Has big implications for both schools going forward. Gerard sits at number eight. They are at 10.70. Their max win out is 16.35. Their min win out is 14.5. Their max lose out is 12.7. And their minimum lose out is 10.85. And they take on Niles McKinley. So they have some points available if they can win that game against Niles going forward. So a big important game there. Um for gerard sitting at number eight trying to secure a playoff spot salem comes in at seven and two they are at number six in the region with a 12.93 and they have similar wins out as the rest of them but they do not control their own destiny so that is a team uh who takes on west branch they're not going to get a lot of first first or secondary points in that win alone so they're going to need some help from their schedule going forward Uh, They may fall to number eight. They may fall out of the top eight Uh, But that Hubbard South range game will have a big implication on them going forward as uh, We pay attention to that but the region is just loaded as I mentioned before your top four Perry Indian Creek Poland and Cuyahoga Valley Christian Academy all clinch playoff spots top three mentioned have home games Hubbard Struthers control their own destiny Salem Gerrard Are the next two up with opportunities to secure a playoff with a win and uh, some help going forward from their schedule? West Giaga on the outside looking in at number nine. Cardinal Mooney at number 10. Both of them have to win and to get some help. Now, Mooney gets a lot of help for one reason only. They take on a Division II school in Austin Town. So if they can beat the Falcons, who have four wins this year, Mm -hmm. and. That will go a long way in this division because you're playing up two divisions there. You're yep. going from division four to division two. So level one points will be big for Mooney and may be just enough to secure a playoff spot. It's a it's a really outside shot. It's a tall task, but they need a lot of things to go their way. We'll see what happens. I won't count them out but I'm not counting them close to end. How does that sound? To
1: be in the spot of having a chance still, that's all every Valley coach can ask for, really. I think you know, I think if you ask most Valley coaches that are in the hunt, um, like a P.J. Fecco, and, you know, because this is, the schedule of Cardinal Mooney's play this year is pretty good, because we had to of him as Akron and Hoban, um, and, you know. Well, the
0: bottom line is they've won X they amount of games, and they've lost – just as many, and those losses like last week to Ursuline are losses. Punch, yeah, yep. Those are tough losses to, to absorb going forward in the playoffs. Those are just situations where sometimes it doesn't, you know, you don't overcome those type nope. of losses. We'll just have to wait and see. They have an opportunity. All they can do is play the game, win, yep. and wait and see if their schedule is strong enough mm-hmm. to move up, meaning they get some help along the way. All right. Region 9 and Division 3. As we go backwards through the regions. Mm -hmm. But this one here has implications for one team only from the Valley. And that is a team we've seen a couple times here in the last month. And the Canfield Cardinals, they are at number 10 with a 16.2111 average. If they get their max win out, they get to 21.25. Their minimum win out is 18.05. When you look at those numbers... It is potentially there, but not going to be, it's, not, it's, looking not, it's great. not looking great at all. I mean, they, Ravenna is at nine, so they are in the same situation, meaning they need a lot of help. Dover.
1: Canfield lost to 38-33 right.
0: week here's two. The thing, Dover plays New Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's nine and up. Yep. So if Dover loses to New Philadelphia, who's number one in the region, that may open the door for someone like Ravenna and Canfield to move up, or, or even Marlington to move up, to have an opportunity to get that number eight spot. St. Vincent, St. Mary's, they have Ursuline. They're going to get some help there, not a lot. And Steubenville is an interesting, interesting scenario too. They play Lindsay from West Virginia. They're seven and two. They're equal to a Division six school, so they're playing down. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be a huge level one points and probably not any big help than division and level two points. So it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, shakes out for them. The good news for, for Steubenville is their max. If they win that ball game, they're They're in, in. they lose that ball game. They're they're probably in if they lose and have max loss out. That's where they can run into trouble. And that's probably a very much of a long uh-huh. shot for it to happen, but they do not control. Uh, they do control their own destiny. So, chances are with a win, they're in. And chances are with a loss, they're probably still in, unless they have unfortunately everything go against them.
1: Big Red is looking at potentially a Week Eleven rematch against New Philadelphia, who beat them twenty-eight twenty-one in the middle of the regular season. So, uh, Steubenville... Looking good right now. A loss makes things really dicey for them. I can feel the only local team in that uh, region that still has a shot. Uh, Got to beat Boardman. You're going to have to hope that New Philadelphia beat Stover. Um You know, but the Cardinals playing up, up schedule this year, playing independent schedule this year for the first time in program history. Um, had a couple bad losses. A couple injuries here and there to keep players. I put the Cars again, sitting there six and three. They got a shot and they win and just look If just you're in week 10, made. all
0: you want is an opportunity. They have an opportunity and maybe a small opportunity. It's probably not a high opportunity, but they are still mathematically alive. So they just need some things to go their way. Simple as that. And this they need to is- win and then just wait and see what happens. They need help. But yeah, they have a chance to, to maybe sneak into that number eight spot. It's just they're going to need a lot of things to go their way think going forward. As simple it, as that.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we've had the privilege of talking to Coach Pavlansky off and on during the whole season. And, you know, I think if you talk to him right now and said, how you feeling about your team this year, I, th- I think he's feeling really good. You know, uh, not knowing what you're getting into, playing an independent schedule and all that. Uh, you still have a shot going into Week 10, like you touched on, Tim. Uh, win and take care of your business first and see the chips fall where they may. Um, you know, but if this is a down year for Canfield at 7-3 and three, and you don't make the playoffs, considering where they've been the last couple of years of being in the regional finals, I think they're going to be okay. That's,
0: you know, they've had a heck of a season. Um, it's going to go down as a successful season oh, for yes. them. And like I said, they're just going to need some help going forward. As simple as that. They Boy, have that to pull- beat Boardman and they need some help. And playing it,
1: Bourbon tomorrow, Tim, might come back to help them more than if they were to play Poland tomorrow because of the uh, Division two points that they'd get from playing Bourbon and beating Bourbon instead of Poland. It's, there's, no, but there's, no,
0: there's no doubt anytime you play a higher division, it helps you more in in level one points. So anytime you play down, mm-hmm. in, like, for example – Hypothetically, let's say they weren't playing a Division 2, but mm-hmm. they were playing a Division 6. Yes. That would not help them as no. much. Uh, that's why anytime you're playing up and you win, it's huge. Yep. Because you're going to get those type of level points on first and second levels. And that's how the points are made. Yep, uh, As simple as that. Second level points are the wins your opponents that you defeated earned throughout the season and who they defeated. So it's, it's a little complicated. It's not that important. All you have to know is any any team that you defeat, you get first-level points from mm-hmm. for that win, and then you get second-level points for every win that they earn the rest of the season. And that's really what it comes down to. And I'm glad we're not doing the math on that. Yeah, we'll let Joe Etel do that. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's been doing it for years and doing a fantastic job. We'll be, job, so. uh, we'll be uh, refreshing. Uh, his yeah, joeetel.com.
0: Simple as that. I mean, that's where we everybody uses, and uh, even the Ohio High School Athletic Association yes. is now associated with Joey Tell. So it tells you everything you need to know. Uh, in Region 5 and Division 2, the last division that matters to our Valley, Warren Harding sits at number 7 with a 13.2172 average. They can move up to an 18.44 with a max win out, with a max loss out or win out, a minimum win out, excuse me, is a sixteen point twelve. A max loss out is fifteen point six seven, and a minimum loss out is thirteen point three five. Looking at the max wins out and the minimum win out, eighteen and sixteen, they probably secure a playoff spot with a win. They're going to have a great opportunity. North Hoover will pro- has a chance to jump them uh, in seeding, so that will be uh, obviously if they win they're going to jump Warren Harding, Harding will fall from 7 to 8 but chances will be in and Alliance is sitting there with an opportunity Mm -hmm. to play spoiler and we'll just they can have a max win out at 18.85 and minimum win out at 18 so it is right on the verge for those three teams you know, for that 7th and 8th spot. And we'll just have to wait to see. South from Willoughby, they're in the same boat as Warren Harding. So the six, seven, and 8 spot, the last three spots, there's about five teams competing for those spots. Harding wins, they're probably in. Yes. Simple as that. Yes. Harding takes on Hallen 4-5, and five, a Division three school. So they're playing so down, points, yep. but they're going to get some points out of that with a win. So I do believe Harding should make the playoffs. If they do, congratulations. You get to play Washington, uh, Maslin Washington, uh, who you lost earlier in the season, like 49 to seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, But hey, at least matched. you're in though. But again, that's all you can ask for is an opportunity to be in the tournament. Yeah. So that's how the breakdown real quickly of all the regions going forward. It should be a lot of fun uh, tomorrow night. And uh, again, I encourage you all uh, as you listen to this uh, Friday do tune in to western Reserve radio WesternReserveRadio.com, com, 365 app mm-hmm. uh, the tune in app love on tune Alexa in if you have the tune in app just say Alexa play radio station Western Reserve radio'll pop right up so uh, just uh, tune in and listen as we have the game between Springfield and McDonald but that is how the high school football season winds down in week number 10 yes as i said you start the season in shorts you end the season in winter coats and getting ready for the playoffs so uh the fastest 10 weeks of the year i'm gonna to have to find my winter coat i'm gonna to have to find it because it's gonna be pretty chill tomorrow night yeah it's not um it's not one of the modern press boxes. no How's that sound? no it's gonna be a little more confined Tomorrow. yeah it's we've been down that road before but that's all right lines were there yep and we have a spot we're in we're we're happy that's for right. that and that's that's the key so my prediction or my fears not my prediction my fears mm-hmm. of a two and five cleveland browns has been achieved
1: yeah uh what you were the fears were right um it, not good at all. Uh it's it, it's just that game really is a summary of the season so far for the Browns. Uh game that they didn't look very good to start. Um great play driving all the way down and then fumbling. Um
0: you know three turnovers it's on three plays. let me just say it this way three turnovers and three plays you're gonna is do unacceptable that. You lose every for game. any team. And anytime you do that and fall behind seventeen nothing in the first quarter, you're going to lose. Simple as that. Especially uh, playing those guys there. Yeah, especially playing number one team in the NFL. Simple as that. And but, they did play well the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. I'll give them credit there. The bottom line is it doesn't matter how well you play it after the fact. You're a two and five football team. You cannot make those type of mistakes. We talked about that in the previous podcast yep. for why you needs to play it a perfect game. I said the Browns needed to play a perfect game to get the upset and, they did, far and they did not do it. They didn't come close to that. And the Browns, unfortunately are reminding me of the past Browns and we'll have to just see how far this team will go forward. They have a chance to have a get-right game this week oh. with the Broncos. In Denver, though, so it's not going to be easy. They have to travel to Denver, and the the weather's not going to be great. I know Denver's had his struggles, but they're also, I believe, now with two wins. Yes. So we've got two, two and 2-5 teams basically playing each other. It's going to be a get-right victory for both teams. This is a huge game for both teams going forward, to build on the season you don't want to be with six or seven losses this time of the year you don't want to be two and six after eight games simple as that i don't care who you are
1: well if miami and cincinnati and washington can figure out how to win a couple games we could be in, t- in contention for the number one draft pick and we can draft chase young and we can trade von miller and get a ton of capital and but the problem's not and i'm not going to go into it all tonight I just it's um the problem is in the front office we all know who he is and we're just going to leave it at that mark fleiras has already come out and said he's not fixing it anytime soon so
0: hey number 7 runs runs the team simple as that yeah yeah uh, and give him credit where credit is due and i say this sincerely when they needed to go out and get a quarterback years ago they went and got manning he made he made every effort yes. to get him he got him they went to the top of the. Of the he NFL. got to keep they, the lead. Well, he got, my point yeah. is they, they contended for championships. Yeah. Since Manny's retired, they've been unable to do what the Cleveland Browns have been unable to do for 20 years find, find a, quarterback. a quarterback. This is a quarterback and, driven league. And that's where the Browns are at coming into this game. You have an aging quarterback who is probably past his prime and there's time to move on from. Hopefully he's done. And, and Flacco. And the Browns have a young quarterback who hasn't found his rhythm and hasn't found his his uh, mantle yet and needs to find it this week. As simple as that. I, I I You can't turn over the ball 12 times. I don't care if it's off of a receiver's yep. hand. I don't care if it's behind him. The bottom line, those are turnovers. Yep. If you're doing a shuffle pass and a guy's right in front of you wearing a different uniform and you shuffle it to him. Don't throw it to don't him. Don't throw it to him. Take the sack.
1: Oh, those bring bad memories You know, to him. My
0: point is... No matter who you are, you have to play at an elite level to win the NFL. And the Browns have yet to show. They played one game at an elite level against Baltimore yep. on the road. They have to play a quality game. They have to play a mistake-free game. They can't have lead the league in, in penalties. They had 13 penalties last week against the number one team in the NFL. You can't do that no. and win. And I, You heard- can't do that and win. Turning the ball over three times—you can't do that when with an offensive design that can't get the ball to your best yep. players. Yeah. If you, yeah, they ran Chubb and Chubb had a good statistical game. Yes, he fumbled the ball twice. Yep. And those, you know, one was a freak Cleveland Brown type play where yep. your own player kicks the ball out of his hands. Needless to say, those are all football plays and they all count. They are, yep. What the Browns need to do. And they've only done it once this season is try to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. In the Baltimore game, they got it in the hands of their playmaker and that was Chubb. Yep. In the Jets game, they got it in the hands of OBJ. And those yep. were the difference in the ball game. That's why offensively they were able to score points and win a game. Since those games, the Browns have been unable to find a way to get the ball to their playmakers. Those are your two biggest playmakers, one running the ball in Chubb and the other one receiving it in an OBJ. And if you can't get it to those, if Beckham can't get the ball in his hand seven, eight times a game, you're not doing your job as an offense. I don't care who you are. He's the best receiver in football. Yep. He has the best hands. Landry's is your is your guy who uh, compliments him completely. He's your, your Joe Lunchbox guy. Yep. You know he's going to make the catches and everything else and you need to get the ball in your playmaker's hands if the browns refuse to find a way i mean you went out and got one of the best receivers in the nfl maybe the best receiver Mm -hmm. in the nfl talent-wise you have to get him the ball this is about using the talent that you have and finding a way to get it done and you got to stop trying to do things that your players aren't capable of doing them in situations that make sense. how Know what play you need to run when it's third and five, third and six, third and seven to get a first down. It's not worrying about going 25. You'll open up that 25 yard route for that touchdown mm-hmm. and the big play down the road by connecting and making plays on third down and five, six, and seven and moving the sticks. Until they do that consistently, this team cannot win consistently. And I don't care what they tell you, what any of the the front office or the coaching staff or the players say, it's about execution and doing your job. And this offense run by Todd Munkin and run by Kitchen has to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. And they're going to have to trust this offensive line, good or bad, and they're going to have to get Mayfield in rhythm. He has not been in rhythm all year. Last season, he was in rhythm. He was making good yep. throws. He was making good throws in the preseason. Yes. But since then, there's not been a rhythm to this team, and they have to get it. The only times I've ever seen rhythm with this team is when they've gone into a two-minute offense,
1: a uh, hurry-up up yep.
0: offense. They have rhythm. They need to have get in and out of plays quickly and make good decisions. And, oh, my God, I'm going to blow the mind away. RPO 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 and more <laughs> rpo because that is what he does, does best, best yep and that's what your running back knows how to do best and that's how your receivers are going to react best just play a lot of different scenarios of rpo ball and you can do it hell that's what the eagles did and they won a freaking super Bowl. yep
1: it's not going to happen but save by the off chance it does, and the Broncos beat the Browns. Is Freddie Kitchens still the head coach Monday?
0: Freddie Kitchens has to be the coach the rest of the year. There's no one to take over. You can hire Todd. Who? Todd Munkin. Oh, God. <laughs> There's nobody to take over this. That's the problem with this coaching staff. Okay, last year, you had multiple player, multiple people who were in position to take over this team when Hugh Jackson failed. You had the defensive coordinator who ended up when Williams taking the job. Mm-hmm. You had, at the beginning of the season, everyone thought Haley was going to be that guy who take over, but Haley failed in the mm-hmm. whole scenario. You had even your quarterback coach, uh, Adil, who was a good quarterback coach, yep. and it was a Hugh Jackson guy. Unfortunately, you didn't retain him, and you have a new d- quarterback coach, you have a new offensive coordinator, and you have – Freddie Kitchen, who called plays for eight games in his entire life as your head coach, now calling plays. So you can see the deficiency this team has going forward. They put a lot of faith in people to achieve the next level who not necessarily ever shown their ability to do that at that level in the coaching staff. So I don't know where they go from here, but you can't... Firing... Kitchen does you no good in week nine or 10 or 11 or 12. If you do a week 15, and you're just telling the whole world you want to start over. Yep. And if you do that, go get Myers, just go get urban Myers, bring him in here and let him run your team. You know, go get yourself a legitimate coach. I don't care where, but who has knows what he wants to do and how he wants to run his offense or defense and play a style of football. When the Browns hired Kitchen, they knew what they were getting. An inexperienced Mm -hmm. person who's never been an offensive coordinator in his life other than the eight games at the end of last season and was never a head coach at any level. So the learning curve is high, and unfortunately you don't have that opportunity to have a learning curve in the NFL any longer. You have to come in and perform. Will he perform to the level that is necessary this season? We'll have to wait and see. At the end of the season, would I be shocked if they moved on, if this season is a four or five, six-win season? No. You, you? This is about winning in the mm-hmm. NFL. And um, for Kitchen, it's about understanding game flow and game situation. I'm, he is just so far looks unprepared to be a head coach. He's made bad decisions. He's made ridiculous plays. Uh, it's just, you know. If you're a good team, you don't take a five-yard penalty to save a timeout, simply because it's fourth and eleven. Yeah, for, your chance fourth of and eleven. Fourth 11 is, you're not. Your chances of converting fourth and eleven are slim. Your chances of converting fourth and sixteen are zero. absolutely zero. So, especially the way your team has been performing against the number one defense in the league, that was the this the amateur hour has to be over in Cleveland. Amateur. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I've seen this for the last 15 years. Amateur hour in Cleveland football has to be over. And those who are in charge, who made the decisions they've made, and that means Dorsey, has to be held accountable for what this team is achieving or underachieving during this season. I'm not saying get rid of Dorsey. I'm saying he's going to have to omit his mistakes and move forward if this team continues to play at this level of 13-14 penalties per game and uh, turning the ball over three times on three plays a coach who does not understand game flow on how to use timeouts or how to have a a replay available late in the ball game these things matter in the NFL they're not hard but you need experienced people around him and unfortunately the way I look at that coaching staff I don't see experienced people around him to help him move forward. And I just don't know if the Browns have enough to go. Yes, the schedule is weaker the second half of the season. One week at a time. I've said this before. They're in win this week mode. They have to be one and 0 this week and move forward. And your Denver Broncos is the challenge. And I'm I'll be honest, I think it's fifty fifty. I think it's <laughs> I really do because they're on the road and you make too many mistakes. I just don't know how this team can win consistently if they're putting the ball on the ground and getting 14, 15 penalties a game. I just don't know how you win those ball games. I don't care who you're playing. Lucky to win against the Jets, how bad they play. Thank God the Jets had quarterback number 75 in the league. Otherwise, they may have beat the Browns that week.
1: I can understand your frustration. I can understand Browns fans' frustrations because it's inexcusable to be two and five with the amount of talent you have on the football team making the same stupid mistakes that you've been seeing for 15, 20 years. I can understand that. Um, I guess I'm kind of, I, I just, it, it's whatever at this point I expect to stink. Um, Look it stinks losing, but every time last week against the Colts or the chart or the, the Jaguars, the bears and, You know, something stupid goes wrong and you lose the game. I I sit there and think to myself, well, this team's really bad. then I also think to myself, I've seen three Super Bowl titles. So I'm trying to think the bigger picture. Like, I've seen them win three Super Bowls. Most fan bases, yours included, would kill to have three playoff appearances. You know? So I don't think the Broncos are in the game past the first quarter Sunday. There is no way. There is absolutely no way, unless this team decides to start showing, start showing
0: some aggressiveness. Period. What the and Broncos Lindsay won't play, right? As you, as a Bronco fan, should understand, and I think you do, is you know what level it takes to win in the NFL. Yes, and you see your team underachieving at that level, mm-hmm. not not nearly at the level they need to be to be successful. The Browns have been terminally ill for 20 years. They've had one 10-win season in the last 15 years. They made one playoffs, yep. and that was, what, 2004? And
1: two, then three or four, yeah.
0: Yeah, three or four, whatever it was. I can't remember. But they were 9-7. and seven. Yeah, They've they had two in, winning yeah. seasons, basically, since they've come back. It's just time for this organization to recognize – need to be successful and put people in positions to be successful. And that's what it comes down to. I just not sure this season they have all the pieces. I think it was a big ask hiring kitchen yes. to be this guy taking Mayfield to the next level and taking your team to the playoffs who as a person may be two to four years before his ability is to up, be yeah. a head coach you're asking a big ass from someone who's never been in this position before to lead a, a, a team and you could understand And you can see the frustration on him oh yeah in the last three weeks four
1: weeks everybody's frustrated there you can you know kitchens and mayfield and beckham and landry you can all tell the frustrations
0: there that's the mental part of this game will beat you as much as the physical part yep. of this game so that's my concern going forward. Do you have a strong enough guy to lead this team through the valleys? And this has been a huge valley at a two and five start. Losing to Tennessee at the beginning of the season, I said it was gonna be a huge loss because now you're an uphill battle mm-hmm. going forward. If you were three and four, you feel a hell of a lot better than you do two and five. Yep. And you know, if you were you had a potential to maybe even have a winning first yeah. half of the season. Now you're guaranteed a losing first half, and the best you can be is 3-5 and moving forward. And potentially, and I still say this, because it's on the road in Denver, I still think Denver has a chance to win it. We'll just have to wait and see. Now, let's talk about the fun thing that happened yesterday. Yes. In the World Series. Wow, what a game.
1: I will admit, I fell asleep at 9-15, so I didn't see most of it. Um, But if we... Uh, flashback to about a month or so ago when we were talking about the playoffs. I picked these two teams to be in the World Series. Uh, However, I picked the Astros to win in six. Like, most people picked the Astros in the series. Um, Boy, Max are special. And I know you said he's your favorite pitcher to watch outside of a Cleveland Indian. Um, And is it too early to say Alonso is going to be
0: a superstar? No.
1: He's absolutely incredible. He's not human.
0: He's not when human. When the
1: lights are on the most, He's. is it too early to say Juan Soto might end up being better than Bryce Harper? No. He's, he's not human. It's absolutely incredible. They were 12 games below five hundred on Memorial Day. And I know it's Memorial Day. It's only May. But they were 12 games under and dead last. And the... Uh, the run they went on is absolutely incredible, um, and it's really cool to see the mixture of young guys with that team—the Sodos and you know uh, the Trey Turners and all all those guys meshing with the Ryan Zimmerman, who has found the fountain of youth. Anthony Rendon is going to break the Brinks truck because he's had a phenomenal last couple years, mostly under the radar. To the casual baseball fan, you're not being dire, as we know uh, who he is, um, but he's going to uh, –
0: Mike Rizzo built a team around yes. his pitching staff and veterans and stuck with them But here's and, what... and just stuck with them. Now, they've been impatient with the managers over the years. Mm-hmm. However, they found a guy who can handle it, mm-hmm. and he did, he did a terrific job. And that team responded to Martinez all season long. And more importantly, they just had a never-give-up attitude. And we're going to prove they to the world the how good mentality. we are. Yeah, they, To be down in five elimination games and to win all five is amazing. To win every game on the road, road yes. in, the, in the, this World Series for both teams is ridiculous. It's never been done before. Juan were, Soto, in my opinion, is not human. What he has done, he's 21 years old, and just ridiculous. And they came back from multiple run deficits against the Brewers
1: in the wild card game, against the Dodgers in Game 5. Um, it's it, – it's, they got – winning the World Series, you have to be really good. But, like, we've seen, unfortunately, being the best team doesn't – Guarantee the World Series, it's whoever's the hottest team. And Washington, I believe, and you and I talked about it at the end of September, uh, they were the hottest team going in.
0: Well, yeah, and more than anything, you have to take advantage of opportunities. And they were so opportunistic the whole playoffs. And that's exactly it. I mean, this playoffs was about teams that hit home runs. Yes. And teams that pitched well. And they did both. And— Give Martinez credit here. Everyone, you know, I thought going into the playoffs that Corbin would be in the rotation. Yeah, he was not. They used him as a bullpen. Best and lead. being a left-hander, and he was just he was lights out Might. for them when they needed extra innings, meaning when they yes. needed multiple innings from to the reliever. The gap. He was the guy they went to and got it done. And mm. that to me was huge. You, mm. we could talk about the decision of. Not using Garrett Cole in the in the game seven or to use him. Yep. I get it. I I don't fault. A.J. No, a. you Hinch. can't fault your guy. I can't fault AJ Hinch for wanting long. Well, yes, that and wanting to start him at the beginning of an inning. Yes, and with the lead Most for someone who's never pitched mm-hmm. in relief his entire career. I understood his thought processes, and I'm not saying they were incorrect.
1: I understand those
0: baseball people say you just play your best player. If you did, you may have won the world series. It's possible, but I'll be honest. I don't think it would have happened because this, if there is teams of destinies, as you mentioned, a hot team, that Washington Nationals was that type of team this year. And, you know, as an Indian fan, we've seen the last week of the season, how opportunistic they were and how well they played and how they took advantage of all opportunities And, you know, like I said, it is, to me, a reflection of the manager. They never gave up. This was, we knew it was going to be great pitching matchups, and they were. And maybe the biggest surprise of the World Series, and the playoffs for that matter, is Verlander was human. And I mean this. He pitched well. But in games they needed to win... He did not look good. He couldn't get him over the hump. Exactly. He started out fine, but... He he's... pitched well. He pitched well in all those games. Like, game four, you know, there was... what You know, there was just opportunities. If, Every game, like, in the second series where, you know, game four, he was on the mound to put it away and they couldn't do it, you yep. know, and that was the type of things. He... He's still Verlander. Yeah. He's still the reason why they won the World Series two years ago. The difference is this year, he couldn't make that difference. Grinke pitched a great game last night, and I don't blame him for pulling no. Grinke. He's a five inning pitcher all season long. Yep. Why? You know, they stretched him out to 80 pitches this year, that game. They probably could stretch stretched him longer. And it, I don't think they made a mistake. No. I think Harris pitched well. He had one bad pitch.
1: You gotta ride with your guys that have got yeah. you there. Um the thing that's gonna haunt the Astros and you could go back and like you talked about, dissect the pitching, should he extended him, should he pitch Cole? should he've you know kept Harrison? But reality is the Astros hit one eighty nine with runners in scoring position at home. You, that's not gonna win you any baseball games. And that's a reflection of the, the how Nationals. good the Astros. <laughs> pitching was yeah and early in the game last night they had max scherzer on the ropes the first inning the second inning they had at least two guys on in three of the first four innings
0: The Mark of a good pitcher is you're able to get out of those exactly ends.
1: and they just didn't get it done and you tip your cap and you can always second it. everybody can do that that's what makes sports fun but i think at the end, end day, your cap saying you know what max scherzer is better than us
0: well, if you told me that every road team would win a game in the World Series, I'd say you're completely nuts. That's what it what happened. Yeah. Um, Strasburg, unbelievable wow. game six. What what a, what a way to dominate. What a way to what a whole postseason he had. You know, it's funny. I listen a lot of baseball stuff and for years we heard how good Strasburg was coming in out of high school into the college and into the and uh, into the major and this year was his year yep. and for him to showcase his talent like he did in game six and just control that ball game to get you to game seven it reminds me of back and this is just strategy wise and it, and it worked to perfection for the the nationals when you're in i'm going to break it down to a high school tournament yes. in baseball. Mm-hmm. You throw your best pitcher yes. the game before the finals, yes, before you to get can there. play in the finals. Yes. Yeah, and the game that is hand. kind of what Martinez set up his pitching staff. Now, Grant, you have That's Max here so, yeah. to lead off with. So, I mean, you're, he's a Hall of Famer, but the uh, hotter pitcher, was but was a better pitcher of the two this yes. year was Strasburg. Yep, and what he did. And the games that he pitched were just so important to this club. I mean, obviously they won the first the first two games in Houston and your and two top pitchers in Searcher yep. and Strasburg did exactly what they had to do. Go on the road and win. They came home, they lost three in a road, and give Garrett Cole yep. all the credit for game five. He did the exact same thing. <laughs> yep. They needed that win. He got it done. They come back to Houston and all the pressures on the, the Nats to win. Yep. And Strasburg goes out there and it was just lights out, and just and a combination of Juan Soto and others, uh, Hendricks. I mean, there was a lot of lot of involvement in mm-hmm. that game in both games, but it just it fell their way, and they yep. they deserved the win, and I was happy for them to win. I was one. I as we talked last week, I said. The Nats and seven. I never thought it would be all four in, in wins in Houston. In road, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the way it went. And uh, that's another makes, good baseball season down. And so makes baseball so fun, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You never and really know. I think this is what you and I were discussing all season long where I kept saying, I don't care if we win the wild card and it's a one-game yep. playoff. Get me into the playoffs. If you're in the playoffs, you have an opportunity if you don't qualify you have no yep. chance so if someone ever says i never want to win a wild card because yep. it's a one game playoff they're not looking at the big picture because there's been plenty of opportunities for teams that have been a wild card team to go on to a run, run all the way into the world series and, and have sometimes an that's a win.
1: benefit tim uh, the team who wins the wild card game playing in game one of the american league or national league division series they've already had another belt. So they're not it's
0: I know it's. It, it really comes down to how a team is made up, and how much pitching they have. And this national team had, for example, when the when the Giants did it a few years back, Mum. Uh, oh boy, Madison Mum was just phenomenal. He was he the best pitch. Yes, he was exactly unhuman. He was just unbelievable. And they rode his coattails. I think he threw almost thirty innings yes. in, that, in in the World Series. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Uh, and that's what you need to do to win and the, the Nationals is the exact thing, same thing they had Scherzer and they had they had Strasburg, they rode the crotales. they were able to get through they, they had opportunities to win some of those other games, didn't come through mm-hmm. but they never gave up and they knew they still had their aces in the hole. Yep. You know, when st- maybe the best thing that ever happened it was Matt Surscher couldn't. I was, yes, exactly. Because I mean, it was obviously they would rather have Surscher three times in a World Series than, than two, two. times. But Matt Surscher on rest, even though he couldn't move his up, you know, his hand above his his shoulders. In the end, he was able to do what he needed mm-hmm. to do, and they got the win. And you know, one so to me is just unhuman. Uh, rundown was just phenomenal, and Hendricks, just uh, Howie Hendricks, just yep, absolutely, uh, came up big. And every World Series needs a unsung hero, and that veteran came to play, and others. And it was great to see as an Indian fan. Yes, I was yeah, going to mention there's yep. there was plenty of ex-Indians on both sides of the field. Uh, Joe Smith, yep, uh, obviously Brantley for. Houston, Houston, and then you look at the Nationals with Young Gomes and Asdrubal Cabrera, and you know it was just it was interesting to watch, and it was really cool. I I like the World Series. Kind of cool that it. It was a great World Series. It was a great to have seven games. It was unique that all yes. all the road teams won all seven games, which never happened in the World Series history. It reminds me of when the Twins won the World Series, when all the home mm-hmm. teams won the games in 87. So, you know, crazy things happen. And But if you don't qualify for the playoffs, you, have no you don't chance. have no chance. The Indians are a perfect example of that. Could the Indians make a run this year to in this World Series? The answer is yes, but they didn't qualify. Yeah, they won more games than they did the year before. They didn't yep. qualify. They needed to get over that hump to win the wild card. And have an opportunity, they didn't do it. And that's why their season ended at one sixty two and others went on. And the Nats are a perfect example of what can happen. That's why it's important. I don't care. It's not necessarily you're you're gonna make moves to win the wild card. You want to qualify for the playoffs. If that's your in, you want it. That's my whole point. Yeah, just win and get in. And um it's like the NCAA tournament: win and move on. Same scenario. Once Survive you're in, in advance. once you're in the playoff tournaments, uh, no matter what they are, it's win and move on. And the Nationals found a way to get it done. And it'll be a lot of. It's going to be a, a fun off season for them. And uh, Derek Cole is going to break the bank, or excuse me, Garrett Cole is going to break the bank for. Uh, For Houston? I don't think he's going to stay there. No. I think think that was written on the walls after the game. Yes. uh, When he had his. His Thank you today to Houston. No more than that. After the game was over, officially he's a free agent. Yes. And he met everyone know that. Because he did not wear a Houston hat. He wore his Boris hat. Which is his agent's hat. And then says, do I need to talk to you? Because I'm really not a member of this team no longer. So it tells you everything. Yep. He's, a, He's gone. He is a California angel. Mark
1: my books. I've been saying that to people at work that, it, that uh, you have been calling it for weeks now. He can team up with Joe Madden, Mickey Calloway, Mike Trott, and Oh, boy. Have some fun out there, huh? It's going to happen.
0: I'll be shocked if it doesn't.
1: Him and Mickey Calloway could be really special together.
0: Yeah, we'll wait and see how it all works out. Anthony, we're just about out of time here. So... High school football tomorrow yep. night. Next week we'll get together early. We'll talk about the playoffs, and uh, we'll we'll find out uh, about our uh, Broncos Browns matchup. Yeah, and uh,
1: we might for the second time this year, and it's not by design. It's just just how things fall. We might talk about that that team in Columbus who's. Decent at football this year. They're okay, right? They're yeah, okay. You know,
0: part of me says just not talk about them. They'll continue yeah, to do yeah, well.
1: Exactly. We'll
0: exactly. get into it. There's no question about it. We've been unintentionally avoiding the Buckeyes. Uh, they're really good. It's gonna be fun. They're not bad. <laughs> they're not bad. The fun. The fun is the fun part of the season has just begun. So it should be. It should be a, a, a good run watching the Buckeyes. All right. For Anthony, I'm Tim. We'll talk to you next week right here on Radio MVP Sports.